gentlemen the flex network is here once again the regular season has ended and we're here to talk about it all get ready to get into the um the the wild card round of the nfl playoffs in this strange 2020 slash 2021 uh football season Things are going crazy today in this country, but we're not talking about that. We're here to give you a little bit of a mental escape on the Flex Network. My name is Michael. Here on these airwaves, they refer to me as Flex Mike. The man next to me is the snowman. The man below me is Cowboy Cam. You can find me on Twitter at FlexMike11. The snowman is uh, at AJS Dead Snow on Twitter, and Cowboy Cam, of course, is Cowboy Cam Eleven on Twitter. Snow, how's it going, my man? It is going good, guys. It is Wild Card Weekend, one uh, one of the best times of all for playoffs. Ah, uh, it's gonna be so good. Can't wait. Okay, Cam, how are you doing, man? I know, I know your boys have been eliminated officially, um, and uh, that's fine. But you can still look forward to some football, watch some football, and maybe have a little bit of a rooting interest. Maybe not. But uh, okay, this is going? how this is how my this is how my Cowboys got me <laughs> with with a little whiskey in the cup. Okay. I'm going to go I'm ahead and give Jim Bean some sponsorship here. Hey, shout out to Jim <laughs> Bean. Thank you for these hard, struggling times that these Dallas Cowboys have put me through. But, um, no, man, like, it's playoff football. You know, you just – you just find, like, you always find a team. If your team's not in and you latch onto that team and you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, the, crazy, the craziest thing about Wild Card Weekend is we've seen – the New York Giants and the Eli Manning days, they won two Super Bowls coming out of the wild card round, coming sneaking into the playoffs as a six seed. So that it's a real possibility. So um, it doesn't always matter if if uh, what seed you are. Uh, the only thing that matters is that you can you can get to the dance, get into the tournament, and you never know what's going to happen. These guys are professionals at the end of the day. So, um, but I wanted to do something real quick before we got into our recap. I wanted to, so Cowboy Cam obviously a Cowboys fan. Me and Snow obviously Seahawks fans. But I wanted to give, I wanted to talk about each team respectively for a minute. And let's let's throw some grades out um, for each team. And so let's start with let's start with the Cowboys first. 
So I'm going to recap just some events that have happened, um, I guess, since last offseason leading up until now, right? So the biggest event that happened with the Cowboys was, number one, they didn't re-sign Dak Prescott, so he's on a franchise tag again. Um, they they hire Mike McCarthy, which I've been absolutely against the entire time. They brought in Mike Nolan, who Cam has been absolutely against the entire time. Um, they 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 held on to Kellen Moore, which we were all kind of like in the middle about, you know, could go good, could go bad. It went good for the most part. Um, but the, as far as everything else goes, the, the, the Cowboys were very underwhelming this season. Um, a lot of it due to free agency departures. A lot of players left and went to the Raiders for some reason. <laughs> it's like the Raiders front office was only going after Cowboys defensive players. Like they didn't realize, I guess they must have not watched film or something, but Cowboys had a decent draft. Um, they got some players, but Cam, I, I'm going to start with you because this is your team. So, so give me a grade. I'm going to ask you just a couple of questions. Number one, grade your head coach, Mike McCarthy, who was out of football last season, comes in this season as the as the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Give, give your head coach a grade. I'm going to give him a, a C minus. There's, um, there's times where, like, just for this past week instance, uh, people were like, oh, Mike McCarthy didn't challenge that catch. But all season, Mike McCarthy, he's not a guy that throws challenge flags. So a lot of people don't understand Mike McCarthy's tendencies. Um, you know, dealing with what he had to deal with this coming season, no, uh, no camp, you know, no preseason games. They just went straight into the season. I'm going to give him a C-. minus. Okay, Snow, from, from the outside looking in, where are you at on Mike McCarthy? I, I know we saw him in Green Bay, and he was very successful in Green Bay outside the last couple mm -hmm. of years there. Um, what's your overall uh, perception of the whole situation in Dallas with the head coach? I agree with Cowboy Cam. I would give him a C-. minus. Um, you got to under, you know, understand you know everything that went into this season with the pandemic and all of a sudden, you know, we're not doing the preseason, you know, he had, so he had no time to, okay, figure out who's going to work where, who's going to look good, you know, in those four games that everyone gets at the beginning of the year in August, uh, before we get into September, he didn't have those. He didn't have a time to be able to, you know, draw up an idea of where, you know, players are going to fit in and how things are going to work for his Dallas Cowboys at the time. Um, and so you're just going in blind and you're going to have, you know, for what first couple, you have to turn your first four games into what a preseason, you know, and in a short time. And now uh, you just go straight into uh Possibly, you know, losing four games, and depending on what the uh, if I remember what the schedule was, you know, the first four games, uh, you go back and you look at Dallas had to face L.A., so that's not a conference game, uh, or sorry, it's not a division game. Uh, you got Atlanta, not a division game. Week three, you go and play Seattle, not a division game. 
And then week four, you play Cleveland. So four games, no division games. So no real threat to that aspect. But now, you know, luckily it wasn't a, you know, NFC least division game. Otherwise, it would have been a very disastrous, you know, four weeks, depending on how well they did. Um, so, again, it, it it's just one of those things where you play with what you're dealt with. And Mark McCarthy was played, played very good with, you know, had a good season, you know, good time for what he was dealt for the year. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, no, man, I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, Snow, I'm actually glad you hinted on those first four games. Uh, you have to think about the teams they played. The Rams brought back everyone. They kept their head coach. They brought back everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. The Cowboys lose by seven on an offensive pass interference call. Uh, yeah. Week two, uh, who, did, who did they play week two? I'm sorry. Seattle. Uh, At, no, Atlanta. Seattle. Oh, yeah, that's right. Two, yeah. two is ATL. Atlanta was week two? Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, they come back. Uh, the de- and mind you, the the first four weeks were the worst of Dallas Cowboys defense. That was the worst I've ever seen them. Um, they come back and beat Atlanta. Week three, they play Seattle. Um, the offense fights, fights, fights. They take the lead, but you know you left too much time for Russell Wilson. You lose that game. And then uh, week four, you play the Browns. Once again, your defense is terrible. You get gassed for over 200 rushing yards. Your offense comes back again, takes the lead, just for your defense to give it up. So, um, yeah, I I, I like that, Snowman. I like that you hinted on the schedule-wise of those first four games because you played teams that brought back everyone, that knew their personnel, knew who they were going to be rolling with, uh, and – probably some really strong offensive teams and that did not help out, you know, you bringing in a new defensive coordinator, um, you know, bringing in a new defensive coordinator, trying to install his own game plan with a, with a defense he doesn't know. So, uh, man, so man, hey, shout out to you for hitting on that, man. Oh yeah. And, and again, uh, before we even got to, you know, this was before we had the epic collapse uh, with Dak getting knocked down, you know, out for the season. I think he had, you know, Mark McCarthy had at least a good season up until that point. And then all of a sudden you had to change everything at the drop of a hat. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of good points you guys made. I, I think that the, the major issue was um, if you watch the Cowboys, like, like I live in the Dallas area, right? So like I see a lot of cowboy stuff. I hear a lot of cowboy stuff. Um, and and so some of the, some of the problem has been uh, some of the problem with Dallas has been, and it, and it really came early on. If if you paid attention, it, it came early on, knowing that every team was going to be kind of like up against it with the COVID restrictions and. You know, you, you, you can't have uh, these in-person meetings anymore. You can't all be in the same room unless you're in like a wide open space where you can socially be socially distant and all of those things. But what's important to remember is that last season, Mike McCarthy was not in football, right? So in no. prior to Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and Cowboys front office people coming to him and interviewing him for the head coach position – um, 
there was a lot of, uh, I, I guess I would say PR related things that came out about Mike McCarthy. He was like, Oh, he's just been in the basement all last season, studying film, studying these new concepts. And, you know, he's, he's looking at all these different ways. He's watching film on all these different teams and all that stuff. Right. So he, here's one thing to remember, Mike McCarthy, even back to his green Bay days, when the NFL first started saying, okay, we're going to stop printing off pictures of everything constantly, and we're going to move to these tablets, right? Mike McCarthy, there were two coaches in the NFL who were just beyond against it. It was Mike McCarthy, and it was Bill Belichick, who you've seen Bill Belichick just throwing that tablet on the sideline because he's sick and tired of it. You know, he doesn't know how to use it. Um, but something that's important to remember is, is early on, when we saw Mike McCarthy, you could tell that he was a little bit challenged when it came to technology. You know how I know? If you remember the NFL draft, you remember all these GMs and coaches being on camera, like the who whatever station you were watching the draft on, it was showing these coaches and these GMs on camera, right? And so what do you remember about Mike McCarthy? You remember that he was just like, so up close and personal with the webcam that he was using. It was like right up on his face. And it was like, you, exactly. And, and you just knew that he didn't know what was going on. Like he, there's a little bit of like a, a, a learning curve there that, that, you know, he was behind the curve. I guess I would a little bit. And so there are things that kind of spoke to him, probably not going to end up being that successful with the virtual meetings that the NFL required. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that the Dallas Cowboys as a whole offense and defense came to the party really late. I think that by the time the Seahawks were five and Oh, the, the Cowboys were in a position where they said, Oh, our regular season just started, you know, because they were finally having that time together Granted, they there's they still weren't good after week five, but I, what I'm saying is they they were more of they were more of themselves as opposed to being like Cam said. The first four weeks of the season, the defense was just as awful as as it's been all season. That was their worst oh, yeah. stretch for them, and so. Um, there's a lot of things that I don't like about Mike McCarthy. I just thought I've always thought that he's had the benefit of having Aaron Rodgers, and he really proved it when he couldn't like they couldn't even use Dak Prescott the right way. He had no idea. Dak Prescott had to go out there and be like, okay, now that we're losing by 28, let me throw for 500 yards this game to try and catch us up. And then they lose by seven or nine or something like that because they were down by so much. But I'm right there with you. Uh, you know, C minus goes some McCarthy as a whole. Um, I I think he's lucky that he has Jerry Jones to who who believes in him because on a different team he would be fired after this year and they wouldn't even think twice about it. He's lucky to be in Dallas as opposed to other places. <laughs> Boy, you hit that, um, you hit that right on you hit that right on the money. Uh, the only reason I gave him a C minus is because when they played Pittsburgh and they played. Uh, you know, the tougher strength of their schedule, they showed up. Like, the Cowboys showed up. You know, with a third-string quarterback, they played Pittsburgh all the way to the end. So, um, I, have to, I have to, you know, I have to give them kudos. They finished the season strong with a bunch of backups, you know. So, hey, C-minus, but he has to come – he has to come with it next season. Yeah, but – and here's the thing that 
you know, uh, with Mark McCarthy. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong uh, with this whole thought. But I believe that Mike McCarthy and Bill Belichick, I would say, are the last of the old generation coaches right now that are still in the NFL right now. And that's why, you know, the whole technical, you know, they don't, you know, you see Belichick throwing the tablet. He's, you know, he doesn't like it. And yeah, I get what you're you're saying. Everything, but. I get what it's, you're it's saying, but I, I disagree with it of, you know, doing things a certain way and now having to integrate, you know, more of the technology and now having the, the, the webcam to be your, you know, a meeting place. And you see my, you're hearing Mike McCarthy, you know, being up this close to like, can you see me? Can you see me? So that, that's just my thought with that whole thing. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't say that they're the last of the coaches. I think they're the last two coaches that have refused to evolve. I mean, because let's not get it twisted. Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in, in the NFL right now, right? You, you yeah, got guys like but, Andy Reid who comes from that old school system. Okay. But the, the guys that you're talking about are the two guys who have refused to evolve. They have not learned. Okay. They have not uh, tried to. Oh, I get what you're Adapt. saying. They are. From, they, yeah, they're not adapting. Right. But and, I can and make an a, argument oh, that Bill Belichick should not have to adapt. Bill Belichick should not have to adapt because he's had a winning culture in New England for the longest time. So why should he have to adapt? But Mike McCarthy, on the other hand, when 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 he left Green Bay, he should have taken it as, oh, people aren't people aren't going to. People aren't going to take me seriously because I'm not getting any head coach interviews or jobs or any of that stuff. And so it's important to remember that um, it's like anything else, whether it's the workplace, whether, you know, if if it's not coaching, it's the place that you work at. You know, just any blue collar type people, you work somewhere, you have to prove yourself daily. You have to. You have to continue to reinvent yourself to make yourself valuable to that company, to that organization. And so I feel like uh, uh, Mike McCarthy did not do that. Bill Belichick didn't do it either, but his formula was working for a really long time. So, I mean, he had Tom Brady, but um, yeah. it, it um, is but, what it is. And the, But the thing with um, – because you said Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll can get the pass on that, you know, age-wise because he has adapted you know he coming from you know he was in the and old and he wasn't nfl he was with new england before they got belichick he was with the giant or the jets uh he left to go to uf uh or uc or show usc USC. i'm like yeah usc and create that whole dynasty down there and then he comes up here, and now it's in the transitional period for the technology and everything. Now he's come back to the NFL, and now he has adapted very well. So I'm just saying with, you know, because you said Pete Carroll, you know, with the age-wise, that's why I was like, you had to throw that in there. And because um, Alex Torres, you know, putting out there Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, and Mike Tomlin. So Mike, Mike it, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin is not an old coach by any means. If you remember, Mike Tomlin was on the coaching staff for the Minnesota Vikings back when Brett Favre was there and they had Adrian Peterson in his prime. They had 
Uh, they had all types of guys over there. They had Chester Taylor. They had. I missed that team. I missed that they team. had Bernard Berrien. They had. Uh, they had Vasante Shanko. They had a great. They had a great defensive line. They had the two Williams, Williams brothers in the in the tackle spots on the D line, and then you had then you had uh, Jared Allen, and you had a young Everson Griffin on the other side. Like, <laughs> like you're talking about teams that were those Minnesota Vikings teams were very good. And so Mike Tomlin came straight from there and got that head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they did not skip a beat when he went over there. He's a good coach and he's not, I mean, I would snow, maybe you could just do a quick internet search and see how old Mike Tomlin is. But in my mind, I feel like he's probably in his early forties. I would think that's not old by any means. I mean, you got coaches in the league that are 60 plus. So, um, but as you do that search for Mike Tomlin, let, let, let's transition. I have it. You got it. He, okay, he is good. a cool 48. Oh, I'm older than I thought. Okay. But I, figured I, I, be I, I honestly thought he was young forties, like early forties. Right. He's a four, yeah. He's a 48, but still, as far as, uh, old goes, uh, coach wise in the NFL, 48 is not old. By any means, because there's like I said, Mike Tomlin could coach for the 20 years, 25 years. Who knows? Um, OK, so let's transition to the Seattle Seahawks for a second. We won't spend a whole lot of time on this because I don't really feel like homering out on that level right well, now. But I, I got questions. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. OK, so um, let's recap. OK, Pete Carroll's back. John Schneider's still there. Um, Ken Norton Jr. is in his second year as the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks. Brian Schottenheimer is still the offensive coordinator, calling plays. Um, you come out, the big story of the offseason is they really wanted to re-sign Jadavion Clowney. They didn't. Um, he goes to Tennessee, and it ends up being a good move that they didn't get him because he was nothing this year and then went to IR, and that's basically it. Uh, so he really didn't improve his stock too much. And then, you know, we make the trade for Jamal Adams, give up some first round picks for Jamal Adams and and, and an aging Bradley McDougal sent him to the Jets. In my mind, it was worth it because we we don't draft for anything in the first round anyway. And then our first round draft picks, it's not like they're top 10. They're going to be in the 20s at least. Mm -hmm. And so um they're pretty close to second round picks when you look at it. Um, go ahead and slap that comment up there, Snow. I know you see it. Alex Torres is saying Perez. Yep. Jamal Adams is awesome. I, I love him. Okay, so that's the big signing. Uh, midway through the season, we get Carlos Dunlap, and that shores up the pass rush. But the big story was, the offense was humming along, scoring 40 points a game, making all types of yardage records and passing records and all that stuff. Um, and the defense was doing the opposite in the opposite direction was giving up the league's worst amount of yards and, um, and all that stuff. And then Seattle turns it around. But the problem with that is they turn it around on the defense and the defense is, is turning into one of those teams. It's not really letting a lot of people score, kind of like old school Seahawks defense a little bit, you know, averaging about 16 points a game allowed, which is pretty good. But they had done so much damage leading up or in the in the first half of the season that they struggled to 
that they struggled to kind of get out of the basement as far as that goes, but they were playing a lot better. They were getting a lot of sacks with the addition of Carlos Dunlap. Some of the some of the young guys at D, on the D-line were getting healthier and, and were contributing and all of those things. And so, Snow, my question to you is, don't give me a, a head coach grade because yeah. it's a little bit different because he's not just a head coach. He runs a lot of football operation mm-hmm. type things. Um, give, give the over – Give give the overall team a grade. I would say a B plus. To be perfectly quite honest, I would say a B plus. If both the offense and the defense were on a one-track mind in sync, they were going on a straight and narrow, and it was a dominant, you know, first half and you know, maybe even a second half to where the offense is chugging along. You got Russell just running and gunning. The defense is just holding it down. And, you know, of course, Russ cooking. Uh, and the defense just, you know, that impervious line right there. And maybe giving up a couple points here and there, but not doing what they did in the first half of the season. And you know, maybe losing some, you know, losing close games, or maybe just getting blown out in in one aspect. But yeah, this is a B plus for what they did this year. I mean, to go, you know, have offense work, defense, you know, taking a break, or vice versa, defense is working and offense takes a break and not work. So yeah, that's that's just my opinion. Okay, I'm I'm more like right on the solid B mark. I I like the I like the solid the solid B because uh, we won the division. The, the way that I could give the Seahawks an A is if they if they were to uh, get the number one C, which they did not. Alex Torres says I'm a Cowboys fan during the regular season, Seahawks fan postseason because we know Cowboys ain't going to no postseason. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Alex, but anyway, cut that out. Cut that out, Alex. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, he's a Cowboys fan. He's allowed to take jabs at his own team. So, um, um, hey, Mike, I have uh, Mike. I have one, really, just one question actually about your Seahawks. Uh, okay. What 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 grade do you give Ken Norton Jr. Um, after the Carlos Dunlap trade. Well, I won't say that the Carlos Dunlap trade is what turned the defense around um, because he was there a couple of weeks and, and, and they still were, you know, giving up all types of yards. But um, I would, I'd probably say it's really through the 16 games, it's really been a tale of two seasons, right? So the first eight was historically bad. We're on pace to break all these records for the one of the worst defenses ever, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's kind of like, yeah, you're averaging 40 points a game or whatever, but you're giving up 38 or 36 or something. So like every game's close still, you know? So um I'll I'll tell you, uh I was right along with everyone else who said fire Ken Norton. But I mean, look now he's to me, it's a combination of health. It's a combination of what we were talking about, the Cowboys, right? They didn't have enough time together. I think it's a combination of that. It's there's a lot of things, but don't get me wrong. If they keep him and then he comes back next season and and he's just 
and he's just awful again, the defense isn't good, then, I mean, you got to let him go. But I don't think that's Pete Carroll or John Schneider's style to fire a coach midseason. They'd rather just ride it out and then wait till the end and then get rid of him. But, um, you know, Cam, you kind of mentioned that you had some questions. Was that the only question you had? Yeah, that was really the only question. Um, I was going to – I wanted to dig into, you know, Russell Wilson's little drive spell. But, I mean – it's football. It happens. Like, you know, a lot of fans are like, oh, Russell fell off a cliff and things like that. But, you know, it's it's football. It's bound to happen. Your offense can only be hot for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, right. uh, people people like to pile on Dak Prescott for last season when, you know, the offense was hot. And then later down, the, you know, later down the road, it, you know, they, they had a hard time scoring points. And I was just like, well, you have a first year offensive coordinator where a lot of these coaches are picking up on his tendencies, picking up on his play calls and things of that nature. So you can't expect the offense to just roll all season long. So no, I, I, that was really my only question was mostly the defense wise after the Carlos Dunlap trade. Um, I've been really impressed with the Seattle Seahawks, you know, not only, are, I mean, I know the offense isn't scoring as many points, but you guys are still winning these football games, no matter who the opponent is. And that's, that's really the, that's the, that's the critical thing is just win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you talk about hot and cold and, and all that stuff, I think it's important to remember, like look at the paper and say who, what teams was I playing in those five weeks when I was hot and what teams was I playing in those last however many that I was cold. Right. So Every a lot of Seattle fans right now are complaining because the offense seems like it's not on track, and and it's not. But don't get me wrong. I mean, you've you've played the Rams, which was Great the defense. best defense in the NFL twice. Yeah, and yeah, and so we're getting ready to play them again this weekend. And then and then you've played the Giants that has a good defense. You played Washington that has a good defense. I mean, so and then you go. Let, let's talk about the first five weeks of the season, right? What teams did we play? We opened with Atlanta, bad defense. We opened with Dallas, bad defense. Um, or we didn't open, but week two or whatever. Whenever it was, we played D- Dallas. Who else did we play, Snow? I know you have it right there, those yep, first five I have, weeks. I have it. We played Minnesota. Uh, week, I mean, week, uh, week one was Hotlanta. Uh, week two, we were the Sunday night game against the Pats. Uh, week which three? they we went, we've went already talked about all blow. season cam went, they, went blow yeah, for blow with, I, with the new with New England. Mm-hmm. I, I understand three? that, but oh. I'm saying all their players opted out for COVID, so it's like they don't yeah. even have their starting. De- the only guy that no. they have that's really a starter was Stephon Gilmore, and DK basically turned him into a, a baby. Mutt. Like he mocked <laughs> them. Yeah, uh, week three was Dallas. Uh, week four was uh, Miami in Miami. And then week five was the Vikings. Yeah, so but the the problem is Miami was the only good defense in that whole stretch. And that right? was also a Sunday night game. Yeah, and so it. I think when you start to talk about, you know, this guy's – you know he's in a funk, or this guy's on fire right now. You have to look at the 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 level of the defenses that they're playing, and so like now the now the Seahawks have been playing pretty solid defenses for the last seven weeks. I would say Arizona's defense is still pretty good. We played them. Yep. We 
we played the Rams, we played the Giants, we played Washington. I mean, there's other teams in there. And so, and we're getting ready to play the Rams again this weekend. So it's important to remember that and not just, not just be so bare with it to the point where we say, Oh, he's in a funk or, Oh, he's on fire and all that stuff. People are so quick to write people off or give them the MVP in a matter of, you know, within, within oh, yeah. 10 days, they're just ready yeah. to give it all away. And so, um, it's important to remember that, but, um, let, Let's go ahead and roll on to our recap. Let's get this recap over with so we can talk about these playoff games that are getting ready to happen. I'm going to run through these games real quick. Um, let's see. Uh, Seattle beats the 49ers 26-23. to 23. Uh, 49ers score late in the game that turn it from a 10-point game into a 3-point game, and so they take a knee. Cool thing. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson runs a little, uh, a little quick pass, basically motions over David Moore and gives him a little shovel pass. So he gets one more reception so he can hit his 35 catch incentive for his contract, which gave him an extra hundred thousand dollars, which that'd be nice. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So then let's see the bills take care of the dolphins 56 to 26 dolphins, looking at the AFC or the NFC East right now. And they're like, what in the world? We're 10 and six. We don't make the playoffs. And then um, um, <laughs> we don't make the playoffs. And then, and then you guys are the, the NFC East. Who, what was the record of the winner of that division? I remember seven like nine. six and 10 seven, or something. Seven and, nine. Oh, seven and nine. Okay. So just wild. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Ravens beat up on the Bengals 38 to three. Uh, Browns beat the Steelers 24 to 22. Uh, they stopped the, the Steelers from tying it up late. The yeah, backup. they had some backup. Right. Um, okay. Vikings beat the Lions 37 to 35. Patriots beat the Jets 28 to 14. Man, I really thought the Jets were going to do it early, but they, <laughs> they ended up dropping. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Cam, Cam Newton single-handedly beat those Jets. Like, uh, gosh, though, that Patriots offense is just really bad. It is. It's not good. Um, the Giants beat the Cowboys twenty-three to nineteen. Even My, though, uh, yes, I am officially declaring this the moment of the laugh-out moment of the week. The LOL moment of the week. Okay. Yes, I am. And, and you want to know why? I you do want to know, know why. why actually. Because in Dallas Cowboy fashion, not only were the Giants 3-0 at home versus the NFC East for the first time since 05, but because the Giants made the playoffs, Mr. Andy D did not get his payday of a cool million dollars. Oh, How's tough. that for a swift kick in the crotch? That Andy but, Dalton did not get paid a one a million dollars. So we want to we want to talk about we want to talk about Mike McCarthy like we were earlier. Mike McCarthy should have challenged a catch late in this game that the receiver. It looked like he caught it, but you could see an argument where the ref could have probably overturned it, but he didn't challenge it. Like you said, Cam, he's not a challenge guy, so he doesn't do that a whole lot. He's only thrown two all season. Yeah, so um yeah, so not not that it really mattered at, at the end of the day because Washington won. Yeah. Washington won. Yeah. Anyway, but so uh Buck, saving grace that 
you could have finished second, but you finished third. Right. Hey, 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 hey guys. Hey, guys. I got a top 10 draft pick. Yeah. <laughs> 10, 10, baby. We're sitting at big you 10. You could have had five. You could have had five. Hey, hey, Mike, don't remind me. Don't remind hey, me, dog. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Okay, anyway. Don't worry. He'll trade, yeah. he'll trade that pick away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. If, um, if go out of the first round. Yeah, if there's a if there's a quarterback sitting there, I really believe the Cowboys are trading way back. So hopefully these quarterbacks don't go too fast. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay. Buccaneers take care of the Falcons 44 to 27. Packers beat the Bears 35 to 16 in a must-win game for the Bears to get into the playoffs. Um, they didn't win, but they still got in more to come later on that. Uh, Raiders beat the Broncos 32 to 31 in the most AFC West type game I've ever seen in my life. Um, Jags dropped to the Colts 28 to 14 chargers beat the chiefs 38 to 21. Obviously a lot of stars were not playing for Kansas city. Um, uh, Rams Rams beat the Cardinals 18 to seven. Saints beat the Panthers 33 to 7. Derrick Henry and the Titans taking on the Houston Texans 41 to 38. They beat the Texans. Derrick Henry is going into that game needing 200 plus yards to get to 2000. He still got it. He's uh-huh. Mr. 2000. Ridiculous. Um, and like like we talked about earlier, Washington beat the Philadelphia Eagles 20 to 14 with a lot of controversy because old Dougie Peterson benched Jalen Hurts when it mattered the most in a three-point game, um, and a lot of people were very upset about that. Uh, okay, so, okay. Can I, can time, I, can out. I, time out. Time out. Offsides. Okay. How is it? Number one. How is this so controversial? No, and let me explain. Let me get this out there. Number one, the Eagles are not were not in contention for a playoff spot. They were gone the previous Boom. week. They were Thank out you. by Christmas. So it's not you know controversial in that aspect. Is like Eagles were not playing for anything. They had nothing on the line. They had no say in what was going to happen in the NFC least playoff besides either giving Washington the op- the the title or giving it to the Giants. So that was the only thing that, you know, Eagles had to play for was to either give it to the whatchamacallits or to the Giants. And I'm pretty sure Dallas or Giants were, you know, fans were pissed off that, oh, that's the only controversial reason is because they didn't give it to them. So I don't know why that it had to be that controversial. It's called playing the game and yeah. obviously if Hertz is not doing that well put him on the bench and give you know let him let our our backup get in there because obviously yeah. Carson was not playing so, <laughs> so like that's it I, I, I'm glad you hinted on that because literally the week before Doug Peterson said in the in his press conference Nate Sudfield is gonna play so I don't know why people are like, oh, Nate Sudfield's in the game. You know, why? Well, he already said Nate Sudfield was going to play. The Eagles already sat eight starters, injured eight of them. So, and they weren't playing for anything. So, they're not playing for anything. Like, if they win that game, they drop to like pick number nine. They're picking 
right before the Dallas Cowboys. Instead, they got a they got pick six, you know. So mm-hmm. with a chance to get a quarterback, you know. Um, I don't mm. want to go. Into, I don't feel like doing Carson Wentz talk right now, but you know. <laughs> We'll, God, we'll wait till after a, Super Bowl to do, yeah, to do such draft a, stuff. But he's so he's so soft. He's so Carson Wentz is so soft. Um, but yeah, no, Doug Pete. Once again, I give utmost respect to Doug Peterson. I think he's a really good coach, really fine coach. He stuck to what he said. Nate Sudfield was going to see the field. They had a chance to win the game. Didn't happen. Oh well, they played hard. They you can't say that they didn't coach like. They coached to win. They put Nate Sutfield in the game, and they were um, they almost pulled out a victory, you know. So, eh, Giants fans do better, do better, because even if even if the Cowboys would have won and the Washington the Washington football team wins, I would have said I would have said the same thing. Hey, Cowboys, do better. Do better. You, should, you shouldn't be in that situation, you know, where you have to depend on someone else's help, you know. So. Hey, kudos! Hey, kudos to Washington for their victory. Ron Rivera deserves it. That's a that's a damn yeah. good coach. Damn good coach. Yeah, uh, that was just you know so crazy to think. And again, think about this. You know, of course, Wentz is sitting down, so he's not in, he's inactive for the game. So now you have a chance to look at potentially a you know your backup for next season. If they you know obviously Jalen's going to be your your franchise quarterback, depending on what they do in yeah. the draft this upcoming season, if oh, we're gonna look, you know, see what they're gonna get. If they're gonna go quarterback or are they gonna go for you know something else that they need. So again, it's it's a potential look at your second backup or your third string that you know with what happened down with the Washington game this past week. So yeah, all, all I'm going to say about that whole situation is like, if I'm the, like, I saw on Twitter a lot of New York Giants players were crying about this or that. Saquon Barkley was mad. Eli Manning was mad. Uh, you know, uh, Slayton was mad. All these different players are mad and they're saying, oh, I can't believe they did that and all that stuff. But all here's what, here's what everyone needs to know dog, if you're six and 10, Shut up. Like Thank you said, if you are six and ten, you do mm-hmm. you have not earned the right to complain. When you put your fate in someone else's hands that oh, this team needs to lose, that team needs to win, these two teams need to tie, and then I'm in. Like, no, I'm that's nah. dumb. You need yeah. to you need to sit down, you need to go somewhere. At the end of the day, you're six and ten. I'll say that for the Cowboys. I'll save it for Washington. I'll say it for anyone I need to say it to that's not in that coach. position. Nope. You you do not deserve to complain. You did nothing. You were six and ten. You're awful. You're just lucky that the other three teams in the division were just as Stop. awful as you. Because we've <laughs> oh. seen it plenty of times in other divisions where there's a team that's six and ten. And the other teams are three or four games better than them. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't complain. You did it to yourself. It's self-inflicted. And so it is what it is. But let's go ahead. They are the NFC least division. (laughs) And if I'm the Cowboys, I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, kind of glad we didn't win win that division. Because now when we win the division again, we can say, hey, we won it with a record of 11 and 5, 12 and 4, 10 and 6, whatever, as opposed to 6 and 10. Because um, if you, but anyway, if you win, if you win that division at six and ten, 
a lot of people outside the division are going to be like, oh, well, you're supposed to, you know, even when you're on your backups, dude, you're 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 one of the top injured injury riddled teams. If you pull out that division win, people are going to be like, oh, well, that's not really impressive. Like, you know, you did it with backups, you know, you're they're, they're going to insult your division even worse. That's why I'm really glad Washington did it, because with Alex Smith, I think they're five and one. I think they're five and one with Alex Smith. Like they are clearly yeah. better with Alex Smith under center, like by far. So yeah, hey, shout out <laughs> to them boys, man. Hey, that's impressive. Hey, uh, could the AFC least trade teams for college teams? I mean, I'm sh- pretty sure Alabama Stop can, use some, more, can use some more goal, you know, championships Stop to that. their credit. Hey, because hey, we didn't, we didn't. Hey, we didn't do that to the AFC East when Brady was beating up on uh, the Dolphins and the Bills and um, whoever the Jets. The Jets. You know, we didn't we didn't do that. All right. So you gotta let the the I just gotta say this. After each of the NFC East bye weeks, like all the teams in the bye weeks, those got the NFC East teams were really good. <laughs> they were re- they were after their bye weeks, dude, with all new coaching staffs, mm-hmm. they were pretty good. All right, mind you, Washington beat Pittsburgh. Just wanna remind everybody that I'm gonna <laughs> sip on this drink here, but Washington did beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's end that because I'm just sick and tired of talking about the NFC East for the moment. Um, so let, let's go ahead. One team. We only have one team we have to you know deal with this week that is from the NFC least, and that's because they are yeah. forced to be in there. And I'm probably going to pick so, them to win this week. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> let's go ahead and start. We're going to start with our picks for the week, the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. Um, let's start um, with before the... we get to before we get too far. You know how we do this every week because we have our result, our standings for the week, and Mister Flex Mike can flex a little bit harder because he ends the regular season with a twelve and four record. He can flex hard, just like the Seahawks. Yeah, because while me and Cam were tied. At a ten and six this week, so we did not. We had an okay week, but compared to uh, but what's that? What's that overall record looking like? But yeah, that overall record is a slim, slim, slim. I I think (laughs) I am still ahead on that. Up by two, Mister Cam is sitting up top with a two point lead, Uh, and unfortunately for me, I think I may be. Somewhat, you're out of there. Out. I am bowing yeah, you're out. out of there. I'm, you're uh, still, I'm, you're still there I'm four for, back. for the, for the sake of stats. I'm, but that's it. I'm four back. I'm a, I'm a good day and one game wild card back from you guys, but or at least from Mike. And then, actually, I just need a, you know, a wild card sweep different differential, Hi. and I'm, and I'm in. So, Hi. but. It's possible. I just got to tell you this, guys. I just got to give you guys um, a huge compliment because this is really impressive what we did. The amount of games that we picked right, you know, that's really impressive. All right. So hey, kudos to you, gentlemen. Definitely. Hey, well, I, I think there's a little there's there's a little in that. And then I think 
you also have to remember that we we've kind of taken some risk also hoping that oh, this yeah. team beats that team right and so there's some in there as the season as the season goes on but okay let's let's hop into our our uh picks for the week we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with the first game that's going to kick us off on Saturday, we're talking the 11 and 5 Indianapolis Colts taking on the 13 and 3 Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is favored by six and a half points. And Snow, I will start with you to get this thing rolling. Oh, this is going to be a fun, oh, fun yes. weekend. Yeah. Um, so. I have some trivia guys for you guys of how interesting this is going to be. Do you guys want to know the last time that the Buffalo Bills had a win in the playoffs? Oh, let me guess. Um, 1996. Oh, very close. Uh, Mr. Cam, oh. or when he, you know, if he gets, you know, Cam. Get back in frame for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> guess when Buffalo Bills won their last playoff game. You want me to guess? When was the last yes. time? When was yeah, the last when was the last time? I guess 1996. Uh, I think it's uh, 90... 94. I think it's 1994. Oh, so close to the both of you. You were one year off for the both of you. 1995 was the last time that they won a playoff game in the wild card. Wow. 95 wild card. And of course, Buffalo, the second high, this is, has the number two seed. This is their highest seed since 93. And that was the last time that they made it to the Super Bowl in their mm -hmm. four straight Super Bowl mm -hmm. losses. And of course, they lost to this man down below. In that fourth one, 30 to 13 at Super Bowl 37 or 38. Um, bringing up good times, man. You're bringing up good times. Oh, yeah. Might as well give you a little smile. Um, and then, of course, Indy, their last win was, of course, in a wild card, but it was more like two years ago at the 2018 wild card division game. Um, but right now, I'm fe feeling that the Buffalo Bills, and this is going to be their first home playoff game since 96. I And they're going to have Bills Mafia, full yes! force, with no tailgating, of course, unfortunately. But I'm pretty sure That's Home Depot. Oh, no. I'm sure Home Depot has, you know, stocked up on tables and ladders and chairs for everything for what they're going to do up there in Buffalo. So this week. I feel like number two is just going to run rough shot over number seven. So I'm hopping on board the wagon. Give me the Buffalo Bills. All right. Okay. So uh, Snow is going with the Bills. I'll go next. Um, I, I want to say that I feel – I've been saying it all season. The Colts are very bipolar. Uh, one game they could show up and they could look like they're getting ready to have a top five pick. And the next game they could show up and look like they're going to be in the AFC championship game. And so, um, I'm betting on the Colts showing up looking like they're going to be in the AFC championship game, but I'm not picking them to win. I think Buffalo is really gonna, um, I think Buffalo might struggle with the Colts a little bit 
at the end of the day, Philip Rivers is not very good in these late stages of his career. Um, and so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Buffalo in this one as well. I think that they have enough firepower. I don't know if you realize this last week, but uh, John Brown is back to add to the already dangerous receiving core with Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley and and uh, um, what's his name Knox at tight end, and you know you got the you got Zach Moss at, at, at running back, and you know you, you they got some weapons, and so Josh Allen is still a threat to run and all that good stuff, and so. Um, I don't think the Colts have enough right now. I think they're close to being pretty competitive in the AFC, but as of right now, I, I still got to roll with the Bills. What about you, Cam? Um, man, I've been on the Colts bandwagon for so long, but uh, that uh, Bills defense has turned it on. This is a terrible matchup for Phillip Rivers. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wish this was the Phillip Rivers of – young you know when he was younger a little bit more mobile could move around a little bit you know but now he just doesn't have that you know and uh this Bills defense can definitely get after him um I look for Josh Allen to take the next step and um you know becoming a great quarterback you know an elite quarterback uh so yeah give me the the Bills over the Colts but this is going to be a close game but I won't be surprised if the Colts happen to pull it out but uh, I just expect the Bills to win. Okay, okay. We all go on Buffalo on that one. So let's go to let's go to our next game, and that is the ten and six wild card Rams taking on the twelve and four Seattle Seahawks. Uh-uh. The Seahawks add- are three and a half. You might want to sorry add- NFC West. Thank NFC you. West champion, 12 and 4 Seattle Seahawks, um, hosting at home in Seattle. Not that that matters a whole lot because there's still no fans in Seattle um, that are allowed to attend the game. And so um, Seattle has a three and a half point favorite attached to their name. Um, I'll start with Cam this time. Cam, who do you have in this one? Um, so they're hoping Jared, uh, was, uh, Jared Goff is going to be good to go. Um, but I don't like, as you guys know, I'm not a Jared Goff fan. Uh, I really believe a lot of that is Sean McVay. You know, I, I believe it's a lot, it's a lot of his play calling because Jared Goff doesn't change a lot at the line of scrimmage. So, they don't know if he's going to play or not. He had surgery on his thumb. Uh, what's his name? Walford. Walford got the start last week, and um, he looked all right. <laughs> I can't lie. You know, he's a little nervous, so he looked all right. But this is the playoffs, baby. If one thing I know, the Seahawks show up in the playoffs. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care how bad you can think the Seahawks are, but I've watched him eliminate Aaron Rodgers several times. All right? So – Give me the Seahawks over the Rams. Um, the the Rams are going to play tough. Their defense is tough, but I believe Russell Wilson finds a way to turn it on, hit that on switch, and I expect Tyler Lockett to have a big day. Okay, um, I'll tell you that Jared Goff did in fact practice today, and reports coming of rams side of the media is saying that he has no issues throwing but 
Um, my my whole thing is, regardless if he's injured or not, he always has an issue throwing because he's not good. But um, <laughs> Snow, I'll go to you. I have a feeling who you're going to pick, but for the sake of it, let me hear it. Uh, I mean, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about this that your boy is going to be rolling with the Seahawks. The last time we won a our last playoff win was wild card of last or of 2019. While the last playoff win for the Rams was the NFC title game in 2018. There's no question about it. The fact that it's at home, Jared Goff, you know, he may or may not play, but he's just coming off a of thumb surgery. So there is a no chance in hell that I'm not going to go with the Seahawks. Yes, sir. So <laughs> give me the Hawks. Okay. Uh, right. I'm, I'm there with you. I think that, I think that Seattle's going to win this game. I think that Russell Wilson's going to do fine. Um, I think, Seattle figures something out when they played the Rams last time. I think they figured out that, hey, if you can stop the run, which so is one of the better teams in the league at stopping the run, they might even be top five, not sure, probably around five. Um, and then if you can stop the play-action game, the play-action game is something that the Rams live off of. And if they can't play action if, or if you can shut that down or get some pressure on Goff, which is what they did in week – what was that week 15 then um then you can beat the rams and seattle played the rams in week 15 beat them 20 to 9 week 14 snow is nope. is that where we're uh, at 15 was we played watch mccallits uh 14 we played the rams the giants no 14 was the giants no. or the, the sorry the jets the jets uh well then it was I don't remember, uh, it, but we, we played them late in the season because we wrapped up the division by beating them. Anyway, so um, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I think Seattle's taking this one. Um, I think that they're going to be able to to beat the Rams. Um, Seattle's offensive line is healthy. We got Mikey Potty coming back. We got Brandon Shell coming back. Um, our line will be healthy, so we will, we will roll there with 16. Okay. Yeah, it was week 16. Um, Oh, so we played them the second to last week of the season. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. Okay. The, it was the Christmas week games. Right. Merry Christmas to that. Um, <laughs> ho, okay. Ho, ho. So let let's go to our nighttime game on Saturday evening. We will see the uh, the wild card eleven and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the NFC East division champion uh, seven please. and nine Washington football team tampa bay is favored by eight points i will start um kind of a no-brainer for me i think that uh tampa bay is gonna win this one i don't know where you guys are going but i think that tampa bay is kind of figuring some things out offensively about time after 16 weeks but um they figure some things out and i like tampa bay in this one I'll go to uh, – let me go to Cam next. 
<laughs> oh, if there's one thing I know that Tom Brady doesn't like is a top 10 defense, I guess. He doesn't like a pass rush, and that's one thing Washington has. Washington has been a thorn in a lot of teams' side. Um, now, we're asking a lot of – Alex, um, the bucket. I like the Buccaneers' defense. They move fast. They might not be one of the top-rated defenses, but they they run. They move fast. Those linebackers. Um, it was that uh, White and um, Levante David. There doesn't get it doesn't get any better than those two right there. Um, I'm gonna be asking a lot from Alex Smith, but I'm gonna pick Washington on an update because I have no idea. I have no idea. Like I know, I know Tom Brady. I know how Tom Brady will be in the playoffs, but we don't know what that Buccaneers team can do in the playoffs. You know, the playoffs is a whole different, whole different thing. So, I need my upset this week. Give me Washington, please. Okay, Snow, go ahead. Well, it is funny how Mister Cam uh, is, you know, rolling with Tampa Bay. Um, do you want to take a guess of when the last time? That the Buccaneers won a playoff game? And, and Mike, you gave an answer too. Just for um, some, just for some it, fun. it has to be, man, when was their Super Bowl run? 2002. 2002, I, I think. Yeah. I think that's, that's their last playoff win is 2002. You got or you guys were a year off. I mean, it was the 03. I'm you know, fortunate if there are any. Raiders that are listening, you might want to plug your ears and drink heavily oh. because that was that Super Bowl in in uh, San Diego at Super Bowl thirty six seven. Hey, wait, is that, is, that the, is that? Hold on, wait. Are you saying that's the two thousand two two thousand three season or? Yeah, it was the two thousand. We're right. Hold on, wait. We're technically right. Hold okay. on. Wait yeah, you're technically right because yeah. it was two thousand two <laughs> going into two thousand and three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. In in uh, San Diego, and I know that because ABC was the host broadcast for that. Because <laughs> they had all hands doing the thing. Hey, Snowman, oh. your age, your age is showing. Stop that. Yeah, I remember that Super Bowl. Heck, I remember the super. I remember Super Bowl twenty or what was it? Oh shoot, uh, two thousand two or was it, was it two thousand? I remember the first Patriots Super Bowl win. Oh yeah. Oh with yeah. Brady. I remember that watching You're, on Fox on the on a box TV. I remember that. Do you remember it because of the tuck rule or what? No, because I remember to, you know just turning on the TV and you know and I was sat down and watched that entire Super Bowl between the Rams and the Pats. I really thought the Rams were going to win that game. <laughs> uh, but and then of course you guys want to get on the Washington side of when they're last. Playoff one. I was. really don't because it's so. Ah, it's um, not that. Long, actually, hold on. That's a trick question there. Um, let me save you some grief. Don't think about. I'm the, gonna say oh six. Don't think. Oh, don't think about the Robert Griffin era. Just <laughs> delete that. <laughs> um, um, it's it's not too long ago. Hey, Mike, you said oh six. Yeah, he said oh yeah. six. Give me um two thousand eight. Mike was closer. It was 05 wild card against the Bucks. 
Oh, wow. But, Against so the Bucks. This, history this repeats itself, itself, huh? History's repeating itself on a prime time game. As much as I want, and I do mean I want to go with the feel good story of Washington, make it an on, and actually winning a game in the 20, you know, in the first time in the, you know, the double digits of the 2000s. I think it's Tampa Bay's time to get a win and they're going to move on and possibly have a hope of hosting a Super Bowl in their own stadium. But I'm going to save that for another week. Uh, but give me the Bucks. I'm swinging the sword. I'm jumping on Jolly Roger with them Buccaneers. Okay, that will wrap up Saturday, and then we will move into Sunday. Sunday, first game Sunday. of the day, we'll have the Baltimore Ravens at 11-5 and five coming out of the wild card to take on the AFC, what are they, the AFC South. East? Champ. South, AFC South champ. Tennessee Titans, who are also 11 and 5. Baltimore's actually favored by three and a half points. Um, we'll see if they have an answer for King Henry himself. We oh, do not know. I will start with Snow. Snow, who do you have in this one? Oh, this is so tough. This one's the like legitimately the toughest game to pick right here. Um Baltimore's last win was in the AFC wild card in 2014. Tennessee's was in 2019 in the division uh, game, uh, in the divisional championship game. Ah, uh, this is tough. But as much as I want to go with, oh Henry, you don't. You better not. And the AFC South champs. I feel like this is going to be a swerve because I'm going with old Henry. Okay, all right, cool. Give me this. I'm I'm swinging the sword, so swords up because I'm swinging with the Titans. Okay, Cam, how about you? Um, you can't convince me Derrick Henry's not he man. I feel like on game day he just wakes up. Goes to the sword, and I have the power. <laughs> hey, man. This, man, this man is ridiculous. Uh, Derrick Henry is ridiculous. I'm glad. I feel like people aren't talking about his, you know, what he's done enough. Like, you know, I want people to praise Derrick Henry a lot. You know, a lot, you know, as if the way the Cowboy fans praise Ezekiel, was praising Ezekiel Elliott. Like, Derrick Henry has been above that, guys. Like, I feel like people don't understand that. Um. So before you get too far, is this a game that we're seemingly forgetting about Lamar Jackson? Look at my face. Look at my face. He's ignored it. I don't care. He just he just owed Henry him out the picture. Yeah. Um, because the last time I saw Lamar Jackson was against this Tennessee Titans team, and Derrick Henry took over the game and won the game for the Titans. And he's been even better this season than last season. So I'm going to pick the Titans over the Ravens. Not saying that I don't want Lamar Jackson to succeed. Um, trust me, if the Ravens find a way to win, 
trust me, I'll be happy. Like, I'll be happy for Lamar. Like, he, he's come back from COVID. They deserve all the success, you know, that they got coming for them because uh, they had to they had to win out. The Ravens mm-hmm. had to win out to, make, you know, to get in. So uh, that'll be major kudos to them. But I love some Derrick Henry. And I think this might actually be one of the games of the, of the entire weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, – I, I feel like the Baltimore Ravens have been in – kind of playoff mode for the last couple of weeks, having to win to get in, having to win out, having to take care of business. Um, they, they've they kind of put some points up on the board over the last few weeks. Uh, I, I like everything that Tennessee does on offense. The only thing that makes it a little bit suspect is as good as they've been on offense, they've kind of been equally as bad on defense. And um, if – if I were to say to you, you're a playoff team, what is the one phrase you don't want to hear in the playoffs? What would you say? What's that phrase that you don't want to hear? We've peaked. No. Cam, what do you think? What's the phrase you don't want to hear if you're in the playoffs and someone's saying something about you, about your team? What do you not want to hear? Good luck. I've got this guy. For real relationships, I feel That's really that's so what you saying we're a playoff team and they're saying this about our team. Yes. It's a phrase that they say about playoff teams. It happens at least it's got to happen to someone in the AFC and someone in the NFC. Who's it happening to on wildcard weekend? The phrase is one and done. And that is exactly what the Tennessee Titans are one and done. I'm taking Baltimore. (laughs) Give me Baltimore. Wow. Mike, I'm going to give you major credit for the way you brought that in because I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> there he is. There's old Raven back there with his Mardi Gras beads on. What's up, What's Lamar? A, you see so Lamar you Jackson? That, so you're all saying the Titans right are one there. and done? Yes, sir. They're one and done. I think Derrick Henry's going to eat still. I just think that Baltimore's going to find a way to win. Okay. How can, so, you, yeah. how can you eat? He's picked the bone clean. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like I was saying, I'm cool if the Ravens find a way to win, but I think I want Der- I want people to like talk about Derrick Henry. That's really it. I want people to praise right. Derrick Henry um, you know, way more than they do now. So uh yeah, I'm gonna pick the Titans, but I definitely understand why you're picking the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to our, our mid-afternoon game. We have the 8-8 eight and eight wild card Chicago Bears who backdoored into the playoffs thanks to the Arizona Cardinals losing and not making it. They will be taking on the number two New Orleans, the number two seed New Orleans Saints, who of course won the NFC South over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they are 12 and 4. New Orleans is favored by 10 points. Cam, go ahead. Um, so I wanna I wanna you know give kudos to the Arizona Cardinals real quick. Uh Kyler Murray tried to play. And it was it was evident that he he couldn't he couldn't go. Kyler Murray tried right. and he could not go. He was not healthy at all. You know, and that's that's just that just that sucks because I don't want to see these Chicago Bears in the playoffs because here's what's going to happen. Their defense is going to show up. They're going to give the Saints some fits. 
they're they're gonna give the Saints some fits. <laughs> but Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Cam, you might want to have another drink because you're gonna have to say him again. Here, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say he's so bad because I don't think Mitchell Trubisky is just terrible. But I think it's just because of the quarterback class that he came in with. We look at him like he's just awful, trash. Yeah. Like, I was like, we look at Mahomes, we look at Watson, and we're like, why you? Like, why? But uh, I, I think he might be as bad, you know, he might be, you know, suffering the same trash fate as that NFC least. Basically, he beats like, he beats up, fire. He, he beats up, you'll see, you'll see Trubisky beat up on a bad team, and you'll be like, oh, look, he can ball, and then he'll play a, he'll play a playoff caliber team, and you'll be like, Oh wait, he sucks. Like you will flip spectrums like by far, like by a wide margin. And that's not what you want to do when grading the quarterback. So I'm gonna take the Saints here, but I'm saying the game is gonna be close. Like Khalil Mack's gonna show up. That Chicago Bears defense is gonna show up. You're gonna be like, you're gonna say this during the game. You're gonna be like, damn, if the Chicago Bears had a quarterback, they would be a Super Bowl caliber type team. But just due to that fact that they're missing that, well, and they're also missing a kind of a run game a little bit. I don't like their offensive line. Uh, I like David Montgomery. I don't like the offensive line that much. Uh, but they're really good at protecting the quarterback. Mm -hmm. So you're going to say those things. And so, yeah, give me the Saints. Okay, you go New Orleans. Uh, Snow, I'll go to you next. Who do you have? Uh, the, uh, the, I Literally, I got nothing left on that far, you know, Cowboy Cam hit every nail in the head home on this. Uh, Chicago, New Orleans, their last playoff win, 2018 division was their last playoff win. And you want to take a guess of when Chicago's last playoff win was, Mike? Well, it it was it was not in the the Nagy era because you remember when the Bears were really good a few years back. Uh, Mr. Uh, old Cody Parky. Parky over there, Captain Captain Doink doinked it off the upright. So he the double he doink. did not. Um, it was the double doink. <laughs> yes, but, not only did uh, he, he did doink, not make he double doinked it. <laughs> I'm gonna say Chicago's last playoff win was was it their Super Bowl years when uh, I will I will let me let me say oh six. Oh, I'll say oh six. Okay. Okay, Cam. Man, when did they? Because you're right. I think it's that's their last win is when they played the Colts. I can't remember what year that is though. I thought it might have been. I thought that one might have been 08, 2008 season. I think. Just throw a number. No, I was I was still in high school, so there's no way when that Super Bowl took place. That's when why I'm saying 06. Yes. I'm saying 06. You're not that much older than me. So I'll say 2007. I'm 32 years old, dude. I'm only 30. Wait a minute. I'm only 30. Okay. I'm going to ignore Mike, and I'm going to say their last playoff win was 2007. You guys are close. It was the 2010 NFC division game that they – that their last win was. Who the hell did they beat? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell? 
They uh, let me get up here. Because that's 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 a Jay Cutler era. Who the hell did they beat? Well, they could have had Brandon Marshall. That's a possibility. Up, you could have had Brandon Forte, Marshall Matt, in his prime. I'm going up on sure. my side. Uh, Ooh, Matt Forte. Totally forgot about him. That's a yeah. real thing too. 2010. Damn. That was pre Russell Wilson. So I'm trying to think who was all on that team. Yeah, that was. Seattle still had Matt Hasselbeck back then and all that. So. They played. The Chicago Bears played. Uh, they won, They In the divisional playoff game, they played Seattle. They won it 35-24, and that was Everyone gets during the Hasselbeck. Seattle had Hasselbeck, and Jay Cutler was the quarterback for the Chicago oh Bears. God. We lost in the because playoffs. They lost the div- you got to be <laughs> because they lost the next week in the NFC title game to Green Bay and then Cheeseheads. <laughs> and their quarterback and the quarterback for that was a uh Caleb Haney for uh for, Chicago. For uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Okay, yeah. Snow, let's, that, let's that, get with that, it. That to go. Let's hear that prediction. Uh, and like I said, Cowboy can't hit every nail on the head. There is, I just do not see a Chicago Bears team who just squeaked into the playoffs. Literally squeaked in, snuck in the back door and said, hi, we're here. Here's here's some, Here's some cake for you guys. There is no chance I am not picking them. Heavenly Saints and Drew Brees to just exercise this team from a Midwest town where they love their their Bulls and they love their Blackhawks because there is no way that the, the Bears are going to be winning this game. Give me them Holy Saints. Yeah, uh, I'm there too. Um the Bears back, like I said earlier, they, they snuck in the back door to get in to the playoffs. Um, and if Kyler Murray was healthy, there's a, probably a good chance they wouldn't have been in the playoffs at all. But here we are. Uh, the Bears are in. I don't think they have enough to to win. I think that they have enough to slow New Orleans down and make it a little competitive, but I don't think that they're going to win this. There's a reason that New Orleans is favored by 10 points. Um, I'm going to take New Orleans in this one, and then we will move on to our final game of the weekend, of the wild card weekend. Uh, we have the uh, the wild card of the AFC 11-5 and five, Cleveland Browns, who will be without their head coach, Stefanski, and without some other players, and Who they will, will they be taking be on. They will be taking on a uh, team that they played last week in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Steelers, twelve and four, winning that division, um, the AFC North, and um, taking care of business there. After starting eleven and zero, the Pittsburgh Steelers have lost how many games straight? Five games in a row. Um, and uh, so somewhere um, camps um, four, four. Okay. Sorry. Four before they finish uh, the season. 
Right. Okay. So um, the Steelers have lost four in a row. That is not a good role to be on going into the playoffs. And so probably the main reason why they are not, they were the number one seed. Then they fell the two. Then they fell the three. And here we are. So now they're the four and they have to play the Browns. So the Browns um, will be taking on the Steelers this weekend. Like I said, Pittsburgh is favored by six points. This game, we will pick the points for the game for the tiebreaker. So this is our tiebreaker pick. I will start first. I am going to go with, man, this is so frustrating because this game's, I just feel like it's going to be close. Um, give me the Cleveland Browns and I will say uh, the points, the points, the points, the Cleveland Browns by, all right, no, it's total points, right? So we'll say 47 points. Give me Cleveland and 47 and I will toss it. What? I'm not saying they're going to win by 47. I'm saying uh, total no, 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 points no, no, no. together. Okay. You're still yeah. you're st- still picking Cleveland. I mean, I just think it's I Pittsburgh could very easily win, but I'm going to take Cleveland in 47 and I'll toss it to Cam next. Um first off, I'm going to let you guys know that are tuned in right now. Flex Mike is tripping, all right? Because we just watched, we just watched the Browns play the Steelers backups <laughs> and win that game by three. <laughs> win that game by three points. So now the Browns are missing even more people, like including the head coaching staff, including some players due to COVID reasons, which is not that's not funny. That that's not that's not the funny part. But it's like still you you, you pick like it came in so <laughs> it came, like the COVID hit them so late. It's crazy. So I picked the Steelers to make I picked the Steelers to make the Super Bowl. So I got to roll with it. Give me the Steelers to beat the uh, to beat the Browns. I think uh, I'm gonna take the same point total though. Give me 47. I'm gonna take that same point total. Okay, Snow, go ahead. But before you go, let me say this. Cam, you don't want to say anything about about Pittsburgh winning or losing the before the last week of the season, they lost three in a row already with the starters, but we won't go there. That's a conversation for another day. If they lose to Cleveland, we will have that conversation next week guaranteed. But for tonight's show, go ahead, Snow. Give me your pick for this game. Oh my God. The the sheer aptitude of seeing this phrase, actually hearing this phrase, the Cleveland Browns have made the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. May literally made me want to have a hot, stiff drink last week, last Sunday. <laughs> because the sheer idea that for the longest time, Cleveland not in a playoff at any capacity was soothing to know that they were the old, the Browns were old, reliable. They would never let you down. They would always fall short and they would always be drunk by the end of the season. 
or even even at the beginning of the season. Um, but there is more history to this now that you know with Cleveland making this playoff in shocking fashion. Speak on it, no, speak on it. I got a couple things. Number one, the last time. I'll even here we go again. You guys want to get take a guess of when the last time Cleveland won a playoff game? And okay, I know they went the to the playoffs. See, they went okay. to the playoffs in two thousand two. Yeah, that's a trick question. Win. Yeah, they did not win though. Yeah, that's a trick question. Yeah, I said the last time they won. Um. And I'll even give you the biggest thing. Dang it, but I was going to say 1992 as well. It's 92. It's 92. Yeah, 1992. Nope, you both were off two years. They last won in the 1994 AFC wild card. <laughs> who who they beating that? <laughs> that was a really good 1992 team, by the way. That's why I picked them. Cleveland Browns, they last uh, – I have to go through, you know, slowly. It's like, come on. Well, got to love websites now. Uh, history, 1994. The last time the Browns won, won a playoff game, they played a 10-6 and New England Patriots and they beat them by seven, 20 to 13. Do you want to take a guess who the quarterback for that Patriots team was? Drew Bledsoe. It, was it, was bingo, it Drew Bledsoe? Bingo. Yeah. It was Bledsoe. He Hold on. Was, Wait. It was, can, I, can I guess who oh. the Browns coach was? The, the quarterback? No, who, who was the Browns head coach? Oh, the Browns head coach? Yeah, who was the Browns uh, head coach? He probably have to dig for that for a little bit, but Snow, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I don't have to dig for that much, but um, but yeah, the their quarterback was was a Vinny Testaverde. Mr. Hey, Mr. Colorblind, baby, Mr. Colorblind. <laughs> Brett yeah, Favre's grandpa, because, Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> yep. That's who was their quarterback for Mr. Browns back then? Because oh, they lost crazy. that week against Pittsburgh in the divisional playoff game in a blowout <laughs> of 29 to 9. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse for the history of this because the last time they met in the playoff, you know, Cleveland's last time that they've been in the playoffs or that they were in the playoffs was in 2002, 19 years ago, 6,941 6, days ago, and it was against <laughs> Pittsburgh. The last wow. time the Browns wow. were in the playoffs wow. was hey, 2002. Hey, hey, Flex Mike, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of history repeating this year. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shockingly and surprisingly, and Pitt won that game by three, 36 to 33. And Pitt's, you're talking about, a, you know, the quarterbacks back then. You had, for Pittsburgh, you had Tommy Maddox and Cordell oh, Maddox. Stewart. 
What? Uh huh. Cleveland. Cordell. Yeah. Cleveland had Tim Couch yep. and Kelly Holcomb. I'm not gonna lie. I was I was a Tim I was a Tim Couch fan. I like I liked Couch. All right. So this is some serious history, and of course Pittsburgh, their last win in the playoffs was in the 2016 divisional game. So this is some serious history, and you're having it as your primetime game. Gotta love it. Can't, hey, you can't beat it, baby. It's in the no. playoffs. You can't beat this, you know, kind of luck, especially in a COVID year. But with that being said, and everything that has been swirling around, there is no chance I'm not picking the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. Cleveland making the playoffs, even in even if with the COVID and everything going on, making the playoffs, shocking as it is, and just oh my god. And now that I feel like last week Cleveland got lucky, but and I think it was the NFL gods just giving them a present of okay, you have suffered enough, my young child. Here is a free pat here is a, a, a gift. The number six seed into the playoffs. But then reality just came back and just slapped them right back to you know down to earth into what they are should have been and out of the playoffs with COVID stricken, unfortunately. But I am going with the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. And just for the sheer funny blowout that I'm going to pick. Oh, give me a total score just for pure ironic funniness in this whole thing between these two teams. Give me a total score of 38. 38. Wow, that's kind of low. Well, he thinks it's going to be a blowout. He's... He thinks Pittsburgh is going to win 35 to 3, probably. No, That's probably no, what he's thinking. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like it was back in 94, 29 to 9. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that is it for our games of the week. Um, so we will obviously watch on Saturday and Sunday and see how all that unfolds. Um, we are the Flex Network. You can find us on Twitter at the Flex Network One on Twitter. You can find us on YouTube, the Flex Network. You can find us on Facebook, the Flex Network, the Flex Network Wrestling account on Twitter at FlexNet underscore PW Elite, which will be live on that Twitter account. It'll be live on Facebook. It'll be live on YouTube. It's all going to be going down tomorrow night. Snowman will be doing his live show talking some wrestling. Um, and he's got plenty of things to talk about. Um, Cowboy Cam, you can find him on Twitter at Cowboy Cam 11. You could search him up on Facebook. Just look for the Cowboy Cam page there. I am Flex Mike. You can find me at Flex Mike 11 on Twitter. That's where I am talking a little bit of football news here and there. Um, Find me on the main Flex Network page on Facebook also um, kind of doing that thing there. So um, 
we appreciate you guys joining us. If you, if this is your first time joining us, give our page a like, a subscribe, um, subscribe to our podcast on all of the podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple, all those different places. We are on all of the platforms. So until next week, I'm Flex Mike. That's a snowman. That's Cowboy Cam. We will catch you guys later. Peace. Peace. Out.